Hey guys, and welcome back to Digital Artcast. Uh, another episode coming at you um, again uh, with what's going on in the world uh, right now. I hope all you guys again are staying safe. I know I kind of reiterate this every podcast, but um, I do want to make sure that you all are living your best lives and looking after yourselves uh, in these troubling times. Um, I'm hoping that you know these episodes are bringing a little bit of joy into your life or are making it a little bit easier to bear with what's going on. Um, again, uh, for some reason this year, the last six months has been a real time of heavy hitters coming on the podcast. Uh, like I said, we've had people on uh, lists trying to get on you know, the podcast for a while, trying to have specific people. But um, today I was lucky again to speak to an artist that I have personally uh, loved uh, his work for a, a long time and wanted him on. Uh, and finally, with time differences aside, thank God, uh, he's been able to come on and give up some of his time to talk about his process, his art, uh, and his experiences with the industry, and of course, what he's doing currently. Um, so, will you please welcome me uh, in welcoming our today's guest, uh, Mr. Jan Urschel. Hey, Jan. Oh, hello, hello. Hello. Good to be here. Yes, indeed. Um, which is a bit weird, I think, with our time differences, because I'm currently in Scotland and you're in um, Singapore. Yeah. Uh, Singapore, yeah. So that's a that's a big time difference, you know, across the it's world okay, for us. But okay. not as not as bad as America and Asia. Oh yeah, that would be. Oh god, yeah, LA especially. I think the last time I flew out in September, it was the first three days was just getting over the jet lag because you know you're such a difference. But yeah, it's it's got to be weird. But uh yeah, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate you giving up your time. I know you're you're busy just now. So as always, always most artists of your caliber will be um, during these times. But how have you, just quickly, how have you found with COVID and with the, the shutting, have you been drastically affected by it at all work-wise or? Actually not at all. Um, right. It's it's weird because the, the the world around you kind of crumbles and um, and then the, the whole Black Lives Matter also uh, got got in swing and you, you feel like um, what's going on and, but for myself, mm-hmm. it's like um, nothing really changed. But that's right. probably because I'm a freelancer and I work from home anyway and have for the last right. God knows how many years. And um, so I, I, I noticed people like friends, colleagues, like studios shut down, get laid off or whatever, don't have work. Um, right. And they have to change their whole life. And, and I'm like... Uh, <laughs> We're preparing for this for a long time. Business as usual. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I always, I always laughed at the the meme that was on Facebook for years talking about gamers from like the nineties who were like, oh, "I've been prepping for this day all my life." <laughs> Just, <laughs> I knew it was yeah, coming. The yeah, shutting, yeah. yeah so. But strangely enough, um, while also the the movie industry seemed to have um, shut down um, tremendously, um, I don't like. I didn't notice any any. Um, I didn't notice how to how do I say like any break in like work or anything like suddenly actually I, I feel like I have more work now than I had before. Okay. So I I really don't know what what happened there. Um so yeah, I've been busy and uh, planning lots of things and mm-hmm. um I, I mean so, I mean you've been super active doing your tutorials as well, right? That's been a big thing you've been pushing yeah, yeah. the last couple of months as well. So well, I I've been I've been actually pushing that since early last year. Um, right. So it was just a, a coincidence, I guess. Um, I, I, I felt like I was, um, because I, I, I always tried to, to do a new one every month, even though I was right. quite busy with client work and everything. And um, I think I've, it was a lucky move, I think, that I pushed through that. Um, mm-hmm. But what I feel like a lot of people like uh, have time now for like um, contemplation and reflection and kind of, rethink what they want to do and do a lot of personal work whereas like i'm like uh i'm like full steam ahead with client stuff and all the other stuff i have and i'm like i i I want some of that break time to be honest to like um look where like look back at what i did and what i want to do and Mm -hmm. um i i didn't have that chance yet so Mm -hmm. i know it's a bit it's a bit weird because i mean a lot of people are forced to take this time off right and right. i am out of necessity and for me it's like i would love to have that whereas mm. they probably want to have the the busy schedule that i currently have so it's a bit yeah. you know that the grass is always green on the other side um, kind of thing yeah right? so. yeah but then you've watered your grass for a long time yeah so that's why it's greener <laughs> so i mean so <laughs> for now, but then for now. yeah of course but then as the the freelance life where you know 
you want to have a break, but then you, you always have this gut feeling like if you say no to a project, you're going to have this span of like two months without work and then you're going to panic. And so yeah, yeah, that's always, yeah. Yeah, the back of your mind. So I can understand why you're always trying to take yep. on a lot of work and be busy. So uh, yeah, it's terrible. But it, 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 yeah. it never gets any better though. I mean, it's not like, yeah. it's, it's not like you're like uh, established or like well known and you worked in a lot of great stuff that does not count for anything anymore. Um, right oh it's interesting how why would you say that um i mean i've I've talked to a lot of people and um mm-hmm. and um e- even people who have been in the industry for a lot longer right than i've been um and it it seems to be the general consensus i mean I- among people that stay freelancers that stay concept artists right right um that it it doesn't get any easier it maybe even gets more difficult like uh, even if you've been a big shot in hollywood like 10 years ago it doesn't guarantee that you're gonna have work tomorrow at all right of course the industry moves yeah the industry moves like you have all these young kids um competing against you and they can pull all-nighters all week long whereas you you're getting tired at 10 p.m um (laughs) and you have you have other priorities in life right um yeah and stuff so yeah that's hard and also, yeah, the the learning of new tools, right? Like it accelerates faster and faster with, mm-hmm. with all the new stuff going on. A lot of people are just being left behind because it, it's just difficult to be on top of all this stuff, right? A lot of people, like a lot of older ones are like coming now, like, oh, should I learn 3D? Like, what is this Blender stuff, right? So and <laughs> it's, I, I, I know it is, it's tough, right? And I mean, you, you, that's why I guess you feel, you find a lot of, people beyond 40 in art direction roles or uh in different in different roles overall and not staying um freelancers and especially like uh, concept artists right so right because it just becomes very very difficult at some point yeah i think it was it was a I was watching a, a Chris Doe um, broadcast the other day, the Future Podcast. They were yeah. doing a, a kind of live demo thing and Chris was talking about, there was a quote from, I can't remember who it was specifically, but it was a person who was saying that the um, the illiterate people of the 21st century won't be people who can't, who can't read and write. It will be the people who can learn, unlearn and adapt. So what he was basically saying is that, you know, a lot of people still put merit in or if you can read or write, but what will define you in this century is being able to learn new skills and change rapidly and keep up with the way things move. So mm-hmm. I think we're definitely seeing that, especially in our industry, like it is ever present. And um, I think there's always a, there's a pull and, and, and push from the industry because as many people like yourself who do AAA high quality work on films and games, um, there are people I know who like don't use any 3D at all. You know, like their, their bread and butter is drawn, mm-hmm. you know, they draw pen yeah. and paper ink, have for many years still have a lot of work so um i think if you want to play it like the level you're at where you're you know you're you're working on star wars you're working on these big big projects games you know um that that skill set definitely is one that will change rapidly um but then there's obviously the other side of it where you could still use those traditional skills if you wanted to it just i think it just depends what level you want to play it right but that oh, probably yeah, yeah. Be, yeah yeah so i mean you've done i mean everything at this point and what have you not worked on but then is that being something that you feel with the introduction of blender into your pipeline is that just something that you feel has exponentially sped up your process your pipeline or is it ways are you finding new ways to be an artist with that technology now you mean you mean with blender specifically or in general i mean i, I guess i suppose you've probably always used 3d in a sense right but then in I a think way, yeah. Blend, yeah but with blender now being so readily available and so powerful for free for what it is is that something that um you just used it more and more i suppose i'm not saying that you're using it as a replacement for painting but do you feel like it's it's something that you know are you painting less now do you feel like you you're creatively using those skills less and oh, i don't, I don't paint at all <laughs> right so it's all so it's almost just entirely it's all 3d like yeah 100 yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah i mean That's, do you f- yeah, no, yeah, only go. Go, go ahead. No, it's okay. Yeah, let me let me jump in there. Um, yeah, I think it's just. Um, I mean, I've, I've, you know, like how you you connect the dots looking back, um, right. and but you w- w- while you're in it, you you don't really realize what you're doing, um, mm-hmm. but then you look back and you realize and you you suddenly come to the conclusion that 
everything you've been doing anyway has led you to this point and all the choices right. I've made. So, I mean, think, I was, I was, because of all the questions I get, um, with, with making tutorials comes, of course, um, a lot of people who look to you for technical help as well. So that made me mm -hmm. kind of analyze and, and, and look back at, at what I've used over the years and, and how did I get to this point? So, I mean, like you said, I started 3d a long, long time ago. Um, even, even back, um, I took like, um, elective course at a university and 3d studio max. And that was terrible. Like 15 years ago. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if 3d studio max has significantly evolved since then, but I don't I've, think so. <laughs> I've, I've, I've never touched it again. And then yeah. I kind of lost it a bit and I got back to it. in um, when I had to use Maya in, um, in the pipeline in Lucasfilm, um, because that's what they're based on. And, uh, so I, I learned Maya there on the job and I don't know, Maya is Maya, whatever. Um, but it, it felt it felt like the clunky kind of 3D you remember, like the whole just like polygons pushing and click, mm -hmm. and then you wait for your render, and it kind of looks like shit, and then you try to adjust it, and it looks even even worse. So right. that that's kind of what it, what initially um, just pushed me away a little bit from 3D, right? Because you have your painting, which is the, the like the very immediate kind of feel of creating something, but with three back in the day with 3D, it was like uh, yeah pushing and technical things and pulling vertices and like what is this what is this shit right but yeah. then i tried i tried uh, again when modo was like um quite quite popular with concept artists like in 2011 2012 i think um, right so i jumped into that and um, used it a fair bit but only always to that stage where you have like a block out and then you just paint on top and never took it really, really very far. Right. And, um, but over the years, it kind of snuck its way more and more into my work. I think at least mm -hmm. for, for like, um, at least, at least for like assets, for vehicles, for that kind of stuff. I, I tended to use a lot of 3d and, um, for landscape, I kind of like, like, like put it away. Even though land, landscapes is like an environments, architecture is kind of most of what I do. Um, and I think it, it, it took me a couple of years until I think um, like 2015 or so when I really like forced myself more to use it. Um, it, it wasn't kind of like a net. It's, it's weird in a way. It wasn't like that natural, but I felt like my my the w the way my brain works i was never really happy with with painting i think um right i i, I didn't think i was was any like really any good in it and um i felt like the the way you can design and lay out your 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 stuff and and think about the functionality in 3d um is a lot more of how i'd like to work okay so that that really accelerated i think um me using 3d a lot more and then i think around the time like uh, I, I was doing a lot of ships for star citizen then i really forced myself to okay i want to see if i can just deliver something final in 3d without like with very very little photoshop um and that, that that worked surprisingly well it took me it took me a really long time to to build one of these things but um mm -hmm. it worked and um it, but at, at some point, I got really fed up with uh, with uh, Modo because it, it it kind of went the way of Autodesk. I feel a little bit because it, the the feature set didn't really expand much, right. and uh, I was still paying a lot of money to buy the licenses. And then um, a friend turned me on to to Blender, and I was like, eh, I don't know, it looks a bit weird. And that right. was still the two two point seven nine days, and then. Yeah, it was around the time that 2.8 came around that I was like, okay, this looks pretty interesting and it's free. Let me let me give it a shot. And right. Yeah, I think the the real-time aspect of of building something was really intriguing um because then you can remove one of the barriers of okay, this is like a gray box and looks like shit and then okay, I'll render it later and I kind of use my imagination to to see how it looks like later. Mm -hmm. uh, which which kind of removes a bit of the immediateness of of wanting to express yourself 
with your designs and but now that you could remove that by just like turning all the nice materials and lights and and what whatnot in in real time and could just continue working in in that environment is something really that really helped that really helped somebody who was like yeah um like a very visual person like all all of us artists are right and right, yeah. um then I've never got really into sculpting or any of the other stuff. It was always, I think it's just by the nature of, of what I'd like to work on, right? The architectural mm -hmm. stuff, the environment. So um, I wasn't like a character or monster guy or I, like, I was never like that. Um, right. So it was much, I feel like overall looking at, looking at it overall, it was not like um, that any, any particular, I think app or anything was, was suddenly like, um, giving me like this eureka moment or anything i think it was a very 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 slow progression over many years that kind of um led me to this point mm -hmm. um, and i mean I, I tried many different weird things um and see if it like if i can do something with it i tried houdini and all this kind of stuff and right like uh, uh, yeah it's interesting but maybe not not kind of aligned with what i want to learn right um, because I mean, yeah. look, look at that stuff these days. There's so much stuff out there, and you want to learn everything, and you really have to pick and choose um, to see how you can really effectively learn something well enough to be able to use it in your work. Yeah, I was going to say. I think I do feel your pain, and so do many other people. When you look at you know guys who are uh, you know maybe two D artists traditionally, or they have got some traditional skills and then they're also learning 3d and then can use zbrush or maya as well as people who have that as a full-time job right there's people i know ilm you know like you know pablo dominguez for example shout out pablo you know pablo at the moment is just burning up the night oil learning everything they can and you know building stuff in zbrush and, and 3d you know even 3d coat and stuff and uh but he can also paint you know excessively yeah. well so he's almost just like hitting every cylinder at full speed. But for me, like sometimes I'm always struggling to think about, you know, oh, well, it's great. I can do this. But then I've also got to think about the five other programs I'm still needing to learn to get anywhere near, you know I mean? It's, it's a very big undertaking. You know, I think I had this conversation with an artist, how he talked about the industry at the moment is extremely competitive and there is a whole high ceiling to hit before you, you know, you get anywhere near a studio, but he does feel on the flip side, those tools make it easier in some respects to get your work seen because, you know, like and when since we relate it's blender tutorials, stuff like with cinematic design, um, somebody could play around enough in Blender with assets for Megascan and mm -hmm. make something appealing, you know, know that they might know a hundred percent what they're doing, but you know, focus back to maybe ten years ago when you would have to render all that by hand or use Photobashing to a large extent. Do you feel like 3d is dropping the barrier slightly for people to work in this industry or um i mean you, you maybe in a way it's easier to to put out polished work um right that that for sure but i mean honestly in the end it still comes down to um what, what like what are you trying to say with this image what are you trying to establish what are you trying to show right if if uh -huh. you just purely put some mega scan stuff together and then you leave it at that without any without any further development then uh -huh. um it, it's just gonna it's then it comes down to like how well can you render it out how real is it gonna look um right it, it depends really on what the focus is because i mean people in studios they're not stupid right they have been mm -hmm. art directors and, and teams they have been using mega scans for ages they know exactly what's on there so if right. you if you give them nothing but like pre-made assets from some store and plug them together then i mean if if you if you if you want to be a environment artist um then that's totally fine if you want to like um build like virtual sets or whatever then great but mm -hmm. that will not get you hired as a concert artist Right. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like there's only so far you can push that stuff or so many assets you can use before it just looks like an almost, almost rinse and repeat of, you know, the yeah, same exactly. stuff over then, and over again. Maybe, but then, I mean, think about it, right? If, if, if all you can do is assemble these scenes, then you want to be a, a concept designer. Like you're gonna, you're gonna fail at your first task in the, in the studio if you do get hired. 
and they tell you like, can you design something and it's, and it's going to look crap and it doesn't look anything like uh, the rest of what is in your portfolio, then yeah. you're going to find yourself on the street after a few days. Yeah, because the Megascan library has great assets, but then only so many, you know, you can't yeah, have exactly. an, an individual asset for every single brief that you're going to get as a concept designer you will have to eventually know how to model stuff well if you're going to use 3d specifically in your pipeline yeah not even from a technical side but you need to you need to like they, they know if you can't if you can't design anything if you don't if you don't know how to combine shapes and materials right. and build stuff from scratch right because yeah. that's what you're going to be required to do right yeah so, so what was the so the stuff you're doing recently with Blender, especially like even like looking at the vending machine stuff, are yeah. these just, yeah, which I thought were great. I mean, I think it was, it was one of the first comments on your YouTube saying, yes, they are extremely funky. But um, what was, what was the, is that just, are you constantly just throwing experiments into like how far you can push environments or find a new way to create assets? Is that just like a constant challenge you're, you're bouncing off of? So, I mean, when I started out doing all these tutorials, of course, the first things I pull from are experience, right? So what mm -hmm. what have I already been using, um, mm -hmm. and and that takes some time to go through, right? Um, and of course, there's there's going to be a, a slight amount of repetition, but I try as much as possible to 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 do a different angle of of what is important and what you mm -hmm. need to focus on, right? Sometimes it's lighting, sometimes it's um, uh, architectural stuff sometimes it's something completely different and mm -hmm. but of course at some point you're going to run out of out of stuff you have done before and right. then you need to you need to push forward and, and and dig a little deeper and then usually for me it ends up being a combination of um stuff i recently learned um stuff i i i, I saw and experimented with and then trying to combine that with, um, with what I know, with what I, uh, with my experience, with um, with just the general kind of like, I always try to imagine. Okay, this looks cool, and 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 somebody like it. it, it I mean, sometimes I look at like popular stuff online, right? It's like, oh, this yeah. like why why is this popular? Like, is there something mm -hmm. behind that that is actually useful, right? Mm. So I, I try to to see how that can be used in in production and i always try to find the the, the angle of like because i'm my, my angle is is that i'm i'm a i'm a production guy i'm a mm -hmm. i'm a i work with clients uh, um, all the time so how how can this technique that i learned um fit into into that pipeline how can it be useful to me and to others and right. usually, usually out of that is a, a new a new tutorial is born um mm -hmm. And I mean, I've, I, I don't use these techniques like exclusively all the time, like only one of them. Like I use all of them together, right? Little bits and pieces. And, and depending on the, on the job, sometimes one of these techniques will be more applicable than, mm -hmm. than the other. So, um, and that's what I, I hopefully always try to communicate to people that it's not very effective if you just, like do exactly what I did and and that's all you ever do like you need mm -hmm. to you need to figure out like um how how can this fit into my style into my pipeline what can I what can I combine it with right like because you need to combine the procedural stuff with the 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 photo texturing stuff and you, you if you combine all of these together then then you're unstoppable right um yeah. and and I hope that's what what people get out of it right um, yeah but uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of my 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 thoughts always behind that stuff. I mean, because you have so many tutorials out there and for Blender, right? And and yeah. and, and they they they're great in their own right. Like, um, but a lot of it by the nature of like wh wh who who the people in the community of Blender are, which is um, like. Uh, quite a large amount i think of like hobbyists enthusiasts um right like yeah you, you don't you don't always have like a large amount of people like for modo or my most of them are like professionals who use that right yeah um, i was going to say like especially when it comes to blender i think probably you and yama are like 
two of the the most defined people who are using it within careers, you know, within natural industry. But then a lot of the stuff I have seen for Blender outside of that is, like you said, it's more hobbyists, yeah. it's people who there, have used it. There are it. plenty, yeah. actually. There are actually quite a few people like Florent um, Lebrun. He has been using it for a long time. And oh, others, Florent, like, yeah, yeah. And, and they, um, but they, I, w- I won't say they have been very vocal about it, but they it's I think it was just a different time and they they have been using it and they probably know way more than 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 I do about this kind this stuff and what it can do right but um mm-hmm. I guess they have not or they they are not as interested in 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 um in doing tutorials and that kind of stuff and, and nobody has to be right it's not right. like they they try to hide that knowledge or anything but I mean there's a difference in in um just in difference in approach, but I mean, there's I think quite a few people who who have been using it for a while. But I think it comes all down to that 2.8 release and and just a weird coincidence and time and cosmic rays. I don't know that just um, yeah. make these things like blow up so much. I mean, I have, yeah. I have my own reasons why I why I like it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if these necessarily align with um, with other people's, but right. Um, so I mean, for for me, I think one of the main things is that I mean, I don't even want to talk about the price. I mean, yeah, Blender is free, but I've I've spent so much money on plugins. I'm like, like oh yeah, why why do I keep saying Blender is for free if I spend so much money on plugins, right? Yeah. But then that's when the power really lies in Blender, right? Is the ability to just plug in things that will just make your stuff, your learning, or your your final renders exponentially better. So I mean, yeah, yeah it's 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 always like um, I'm I'm not completely happy with that to be honest because um again i think it's a bit of the legacy of of blender that um that that they only recently released like a a version of of blender that actually will will receive long-term support from the company so that it can actually be used in pipelines and whatnot but i mean it it was stagnant for quite a while and then now they're pushing out so many updates with all with all the money they have received and the fund and yeah. Um, and and the new partners and sponsors so like things are moving very fast and it feels like the the plugin developers they can't even catch up there's now so many different versions out there that they need to support which um which makes it difficult for for production people to to use it as a reliable workhorse because right. like like oh can i like i really like this feature but i can't upgrade because um the plugin is going to break and um oh, yeah. which creates a bit of a bit of a problem mm-hmm. um but it, yeah no, no i was going to say i mean i think it's interesting where you know you think you've got an, a feeling down because i mean like for me when i started using maya back in the day I and mean, i can still i can still open maya now and i'm very familiar with it i know which buttons do which there's not a there's not enough change that i feel like i need to relearn it all the you know every time it comes out every year but then with blender from like you know like you say from 2.8 to 2.9 you know now you're looking at new tools that have just come into the program and you're like oh great this is something else to play with because when you know i was going through your tutorial you were talking about the shadow mode that the, the you know the, mm-hmm. the kind of that you can be using for black and white sketching which i thought was incredible i was always looking for something like that within maya but then you know it will be you know like 2.9 just landed there's also this thing you posted the other day there's a new sky system in it that's <laughs> which just came out so it's almost like you know you feel like you've always always hit the edge of the software but then the goalpost just or the edge of the, the world keeps yeah, moving non-stop right yeah but then i mean it's it's technology in a sense where like you know even where Yama at one point was using a lot of VR in his work, you know, mm. these things that come out are always going to play on your foundational skills. So composition exactly, and exactly are always going to be important. But then, you know, the next blender might be something else and then everybody will move. And But then those skills will stay the same, right? You'll still be using your base understanding of, exactly, of the software. Yeah. And that's what a lot what a lot of people don't don't seem to get right. They they're like, oh, I'm using like, it's it's. I mean, Jama can make something look good with like, I don't know. He can he can fold a napkin and it's gonna look great, right? So because he has the <laughs> he has the foundational skills, yeah. Um, but so like, a lot of people who use his stuff or use other stuff and and try to shortcut their way through it. Right. Make, make very fundamental mistakes and it always like i mean it's very jarring yeah when when they use jama's like clay textures okay. and the scale is completely wrong 
Yeah. I'm like, they, 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 they completely lack the understanding or they apply it to anything, right? They apply it to stuff that obviously cannot be made out of clay because clay would not be able to support make those shapes. shapes. So like, yeah. And I'm like, I guess these people have never had clay in their hands, right? They don't know what it feels like, how big yeah. the fingerprints on it would really be. And I'm like, uh, but I mean, that's, that's what it is. Right. And I know fundamentally. It's like the first time you learn photo bashing, right? It's a similar, yeah, yeah. like yeah, you yeah, yeah. use photos and everything to make it all look real, but then yeah. the scales off or, but it's, it's okay. Right. I mean, um, some people will always try to find a shortcut and that's, that's okay. Right. Um, yeah. and, um, but it, I think it's the fundamental thing that, that, <laughs> that uh, fundamentals are it's the fundamental thing that fundamentals are unsexy well said um, yeah it's it's there's something about it that like okay now you learn this for three years and you just before you touch any 3d program and they go like no I, i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna click the buttons here and <sighs> yeah i mean it's definitely something i've suffered from early on in my career even since 2016 you know oh, yeah, going yeah. to my first event and seeing people who use even 3d back then but you know like you said it was mode or whatever they were using zbrush yeah um but, but now you know like the i think the thing i've missed when i was learning learning early on was that the foundation should have been my focus and you know even recently i've came off like social media altogether almost because i'm just at this point it is just and i feel like it is like it's very valid because i feel like as artists or even creatives you put so much of yourself into your work that if you constantly spend your day just looking at like the worst parts of society then when you try to sit down and work, like, God damn, like, you have to, you'll get drag yourself to the computer. You're just like, oh, can I be, you know, it's just so much to deal with. And then on top of that, you've got mm. to work. So, um, so yeah, I feel like the time is now for me to really core into those fundamentals and mm. forget about 3D, forget about the industry, forget about what job am I going to get, you know? Because, I mean, think that, that's, that's the early on stuff, right? It's like you're like, oh, am I going to go work for this company or this company? But then I think if you just take the industry out of your head for a little bit and focus on what makes you progressively happy as a creative then when you get a job when you get those opportunities then that stuff is more organic you know what i mean yeah but it's it's difficult though and i mean like how are you gonna like what are you it feels like you have to do everything at the same time right because i mean how you can't just say like oh forget about this because you need to still make mm -hmm. a living right um yeah of course and it's, it's i mean i'm in a very fortunate position where i'm no in your shoes where i've you know i've got family support and i've been working for so long but yeah. i'm at the very start of the, the race you're yeah. you know and four points so yeah it doesn't get any easier though uh, no i can't can tell you that much yeah yeah <laughs> but then you have but then you have a you have a foundation under you at this point yeah, that yeah, you yeah. a blender disappeared tomorrow you could still work to an yeah, extent yeah, yeah. you know i mean you're not going to be like me where i'm like i can't draw competently enough to make a design or okay. do something you know well enough to that level but then if like i said the blender disappeared if mega scans went away yeah you would still be able to do concept art yeah, exactly i have done it before and i'm gonna do it after right something new is gonna come around and then yeah exactly that's 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 the right way to to approach all of this right even even though yeah. people might not want to hear it but this is yeah. uh, how how it's gonna be doing but i mean fair enough right i mean if if you mm -hmm. say like oh like you 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 tell me that i'm not supposed to use it um mm -hmm. then why are you using it kind of thing right i'm like yeah it's 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 okay yeah but then i think you get to a point in your career where like especially when you work in production for film specifically because you're early when you've done games initially you know with ubisoft but then of course you were working in lucasfilm so with a lot of those industries now you know even having this conversation with Raphael at one of the, the events is like people don't understand that you'll learn to paint and draw your life. But then when you work in a studio, it's like, great, we need to have 50 concepts this week. And you're sitting there like, okay, so <laughs> between a team of five people, we have to do what, 10 a day or something? Mm. So like, you know, when you're sitting in that position, you'd love to paint and draw something by hand for six, seven hours a day. Okay. And that's impossible, right? That's never going to happen. You know, in between eating your lunch and trying to get a bit of time to go home and see your family, yeah. you know, you want to push out those concepts. You can't physically do that by just rendering every single detail. You know, a lot of these guys like Raphael, like yourself, will probably do paintings and sketches on the weekends for yourself because you're trying to reclaim part of that creative you've lost when you've entered the industry. You know what I mean? So when you start and do stuff in production, it's like, it's great you're turning out all these concepts, but then it's it's using techniques that aren't fulfilling you in certain parts. So that's why you have all, these yeah. projects. Yeah. Yeah. So is that, I mean, do you even feel like when you step away from the industry, are you still doing things outside that are not production focused? <laughs> 
I mean, I'm let, let's call them art focused. No, I don't. I don't really. Okay. I mean, it's. Uh, I'm, I'm. That's not a bad thing. That's not. You, know, um, you don't have to be doing that. I, I know I, when you look at people on Instagram, you're like, "I wish I was," but you don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, I'm, I'm looking at people, like, like, and he's like, somebody writes, like, "Oh, I did this over the weekend." That's like this amazing painting, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, fuck you, go, <laughs> go away, go away." Like, like, I mean, it's my own brain that is kind of creating these, um, creating these illusions of I'm not good enough, right? Um, of course. Every single artist. I mean, it's, yeah. it's difficult, right? Um, once once you once you're a bit further along in in your life, um, mm -hmm. you really have to think like like what what your priorities are. So I mean, yeah. of course, um, may, like you have to kind of balance it between you want to spend time and support your family. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you want to you need to make a bit of money. Um, Mm -hmm. you just need to right there's the, the world yeah. it works with that right um yeah. and um but of, of course at the same time you want to at least do something that that creatively fulfills you right because yeah it, it is if you only do client work it's very very draining um yeah. initially i started this, these tutorials to have it as an outlet for creativity and my own stuff but of course that doesn't work that way It's uh, that's something I tricked myself into <laughs> to, to, to just work even more, of course. But then I, th I think there's a mentality of this industry as well is that I think I, I, I found this really early on is that when I looked at a lot of people who were doing talks and up in the stage and had all this incredible body work and like, let's mm. take Raphael the cost, for instance, yeah. shout out Raphael, the guy's an amazing artist, but yeah. you know, he outside of like making the Assassin's Creed games has a sketchbook that would like make you melt. It's just so incredible. Every time Ian McHugh posts a, a sketchup, you're just yeah. like, your face is melting. But then for a lot of people in this industry, it can just be a job. Like you can, do so much work and then shut your brain off and go oh, yeah. home a lot of people do it, yeah yeah you don't have to be you know if you if you're one of those guys like Raphael who you know is constantly working and doing all this incredible stuff and putting out books and stuff that's great that's you know that suits what he has for mm. his mission and his life yeah but then I think for a lot of students because they see that right they see that as the norm they see that as that's everybody in the industry yeah yeah it's, exactly but, but it's really no like there is people who will go to a job and you know do the 95 or whenever they finish and come home and then no think about the studio anymore so i think within just balancing your life you have to understand that if you don't want to be that person if you don't want to be constantly making work and doing all these incredible projects then like you're not a bad artist you're not a bad person you're just <laughs> you're human right you're just yeah. normal you're like everybody else um is that something you felt like early on in your career as well is that what you felt maybe you were chasing when you were kind of trying to keep up with freelance work yeah i mean honestly it's it's it's, it's such you have such conflicting thoughts about about all of this right i mean yeah i mean i'm always trying to tell myself like i'm like okay this is it's good enough it's like you've done enough you don't need to go crazy and do even more right it's it's right take take a rest it's going to be better read a book um, instead of just continuing to draw more, right? I mean, I've, right. I've I've been I've had ups and downs and and severe times of like um, like being a workaholic and just trying to shove as much work into my schedule as possible. Like, oh, two full time mm -hmm. jobs already, I can easily take on a third one, no problem. Oh. Right? Yeah. And, and then you're suddenly like, shit. The day the week only has seven days. Um, I, yeah. I've been there. I've been severely out of work for some time. Um, mm -hmm. that leads you re down a really dark path as well um right uh, to to this day i still don't know what's what's the best way to go about this i mean it, it to a certain degree of course it's very personal right um yeah. I, i just found that i just this might sound weird but i <laughs> I, i don't i don't like concept art um okay <laughs> and that's the interview everybody thanks for coming <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Like no, what I, what I mean with that um, is, I mean I, I like the creation process. I like games. I like I like movies and that kind of stuff. But okay, like, I just I just cannot look at ArtStation. I just cannot look at it. it yeah, I think it's not not yeah. because ArtStation is ArtStation. Like I I just don't like to look at concept art in general. I don't have any art books. Um, I don't play any games anymore. I, I watch them on YouTube. Um, right and like art of books are to me like just like uh, and, uh, i don't need that yeah. like, I, 
I'm not inspired by it. I I find it's it's generic and boring. And uh, right, I mean, maybe maybe that's what people say about my work as well, right? I mean, who knows, right? It's fine, right? You don't. Not everybody has to like everything, and I I think it's. I can. I, I mean. I know plenty of people who don't like concept art and they work as concept right. artists. Um, but of, yeah. of course, um, I'm not going to name any names and these mm-hmm. people don't want to say that publicly, but I don't know. I don't care. Um, yeah. The, the, why do I have to love concept art in order to produce concept art? That's uh, Well, this is what we talked about like two seconds ago where I said, like, you know, for a lot of people, it's just a job, right? Like when I was an engineer, I didn't love my job, but I'd done it because I needed money and it was a career. Yeah, and you you can, I mean, you can still do it well, even you, even so you don't like it, right? Yeah, you're not incompetent in your job. You're not yeah, exactly. producing stuff that's subpar. You're still being professional. You're still meeting deadlines. But then, of course, it's no your every living breath and being. Like you're no, like I said, you're no going home and looking at art books or sitting <laughs> in an art station all day and yeah so but then i think that's interesting because i think a lot of the guests we've had you've got to be the first one that's ever said you don't like concept art so i think it's interesting to have that perspective because there might be people that share that opinion right there might be maybe, people maybe. that sit there they're like sure they are you know like bright you know breathing a sigh of relief like oh thank god somebody else said it like i've been thinking about this i thought it was something wrong with me but, but I, I, yeah. think, I think it's because i i my my path into it was quite quite different so i mean mm-hmm. a lot of people just like they go to like an art high school and then they go to like i don't know art center and then they become a concept artist and then they become an art director blah, blah blah so they have like a a very even trajectory and like oh like as when i was like i have i i know all these stories of like people saying like oh i love to draw when i was a kid um and and that's kind of it feels like a like a smooth path path they they knew from the beginning what they were going to do and they just executed right. on that and i'm like i never had that i i didn't give a shit about drawing i, I didn't yeah. i didn't give a shit about anything else either so i was a horrible student um it, i i didn't i didn't have like a like a i wasn't like a i don't have a traditional art background or anything right um, i was yeah. just i was just interested in in all sorts of things and i just kind of went with the flow right i i spent a couple of years in university learning on completely different things i worked as a graphic designer here and 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 there and um, was in academia for a long time and worked in a finance company and all sorts of Mm -hmm. stuff and and eventually like yeah okay i ended up ended up doing this and i don't think Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do it forever um right I just happen. It happens to be that I'm halfway decent that I can I can make a living from it, right? Um, right. But it doesn't mean it's the 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 be all end all. I'm actually like sometimes I wish I was that like focused on that particular task and I could be a happy artist, uh, like mm-hmm. working away every day trying to improve my craft and be that like 85 year old sushi master. Uh, yeah, <laughs> making that perfect egg maki or whatever like uh, yeah, yeah but like it, that's just not for me that's just not for me i need to be constantly doing something new and usually when i get too comfortable in one thing i'm i'm forcing myself to look for something different so i have i mean like you were mentioning before that um like what do I do outside of of work creatively or not? Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of time is just being being sucked up by, um, not sucked up, but like I'm I'm spending a lot of time with my kids. Um, so mm-hmm. they they take up the entire weekend because I I stopped working on the weekend um, when right. when I had kids. Um, yeah. Because otherwise it go it goes crazy. Um, of course. It it kind of you have that urge to get back to things you want to develop and to not lose that train of thought. But I I consciously put a stop to that um, because I think it's just detrimental for for the entire family if you yeah if you have a workaholic dad um, that's really not nice um, yeah. But I have I have my own plans. I have my own things that I want to want to do, and they they again uh, they don't have anything to do with concept design. Um, and at at this point, I don't even know if this is something that can turn into another career or another job or something. I have no idea. It's just, um, I mean, maybe it's just a thing we need to take up maybe a step back from the industry for a while maybe it's something where i mean it's hard i know because you have a yeah, family yeah, yeah, exactly. you, you have need money but maybe on the side you can start to look and see what well maybe there's something else that might interest me or something that exactly right you know 
Yeah, so because like you said, you've worked in. I mean, I know people who are architects and design these incredible buildings. But mm. for them, like when they put their pencil down and walk out the the building, like they don't give a second thought to what they've done that day. But mm. um, they're still doing something very creative and important for the world. So exactly, yeah, I don't think it has to be your every waking thought. And I think that's a good. I think it's really interesting that you've brought this conversation piece up because I think there is a lot of people who I've met early on who were like, oh, I didn't draw like. Again, I'm using Raphael's name and all, but just people who, you know, who they look up to, like, oh, they guys, you know, they draw 10 hours, 12 hours a day. I only get, you know, an hour in if I'm lucky. And I'm like, well, that's fine as long as you're still being consistent. And I think it's trying to paint a picture of, like, you are allowed to be a human being. You're allowed to disconnect yourself from this industry if you want to. You can still work in it. Like, I know plenty of 3D artists who work down the road, you know, in different studios, but, like, you know, they go and they build 3D things all day, they come home and switch off. So (laughs) it's not not a crime, you know, it's no... It doesn't make you a bad person because you want to have a life outside your work. I mean, yeah, exactly right. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, but it, it, it's, I mean, it's a tricky thing to navigate, right? Because as a as a student and as a as a young person, you don't like. I think the, the realizing that every artist that even yeah, even like every, every quote unquote famous artist has gotten to where they are in a in a in a in a different way, right? Yeah. That that is completely useless to a young person because they're like so <laughs> so what do i do what's now? the secret formula it, it, yeah. it, it would be easier for them to say like oh you do this this and this and then you're going to be fantastic right but they're yeah. like you can do this or you can do this like you can have a sketchbook or not you can learn 3d or not and like so that doesn't help me sorry yeah i think that's interesting with my podcast as well and i think the one thing i talk about people ask you know what brings people to the podcast is and i think it's that whenever you pose to somebody how did you get into this industry every single person has a different answer mm. i think that's why this industry is unique because like when i was an engineer you know i was an apprentice so i didn't even go to school traditionally i just left high mm. school and go yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they, they train me on the job yeah, so exactly, yeah. with this industry that's why i feel there's almost a disconnect sometimes for me because when i was hired as an engineer i didn't know how to be an engineer i was just a body that would become an engineer but with concept art, you know, like if you can't draw or paint when you sit down in an interview, like you wouldn't even get the interview, right? Because you need to have already proved that skill set yeah. before you even get anywhere near the front door. So mm. it's a weird place where I think people feel that disconnect when you leave university or school and then you're still like, oh, great, I still have to train for three years on my own or mm. a year on my own to build that skill gap that yeah. I thought university was going to give me, but it didn't. Yeah. But so, I guess yeah. what, what everybody kind of has in common, though, like if you, if you have to put like one skill down to to what 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 makes, I mean, it's it's actually actually a skill that is not even unique to to being an artist or mm-hmm. anything. I think it's just something that combines that holds everything that that makes anybody in any industry great. Is right the the amount of effort and dedication and the passion you bring to the job right Right. um that you need to have that um yeah because it's i mean what i really don't want to do is like saying that this this career or this job or anything is something special or out of the Mm -hmm. ordinary i mean Mm -hmm. if you if you if you're really passionate about it if you put the effort in yes you can make it right Mm -hmm. and that's that's true right if you if you if you want to be a, a, a good lawyer, you have to put in effort and dedication, right? If you want to be a good doctor, you have to put that in. I think yeah. though, maybe where 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 the gap is a little bit is that um, there is not much room for somebody who's mediocre. Um, I right. think you can have like you can have like a shitty doctor, and he, he can still kind of like as long as he doesn't kill you, it's going to be fine. Um, but like a, a bad artist is not gonna mm-hmm. get a job. You have well, you have bad. Oh no, on you go. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you, you, I think you have to hit a, a, thir- a certain th- threshold, uh, yeah. um, in order to to get jobs, and mm-hmm. um, and there, there's just no room for for somebody who can kind of half-ass it. They're gonna have really really low-paying jobs or no jobs at all. Um, so yeah. that's, I think, what makes it what makes it a bit difficult to to power through that um, period of mediocrity um, and yeah. to really emerge on the other side. And honestly, that just, I mean, looking back at at what I did, it just takes, I think, to a certain degree, pure stubbornness and 
just not giving up a, a lot of luck to to get out of it and get hired yeah. i think i mean yeah. I, i can't even put it to anything else i can't say like oh I, i worked really hard and blah 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 and then i got a job because of that this is a, mm. this is straight up lying um you need <laughs> you need to have a good i mean you need to be prepared anyway but then yeah. so much of it depends on timing and 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 luck to be honest Yeah, well, I think even somebody meant they broke it down ages ago saying that luck was preparedness meets opportunity. So I think for you, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it probably talks about the, yeah. but then you've worked on like some of the biggest franchises in the world and you've worked in these major games. And I mean, I know you're saying like, you know, for you, it's a career, but then I, I think it's, it's, you know, I took a look back years ago when I was working part time as a salesman after I left, left my engineer job because I needed some kind of job to sustain yeah. me through university. So, yeah. Um, but then I was so, because I can talk the back legs off a donkey, like you know, <laughs> people were, you know, I was so good at, yeah, so good at selling things to people that the, the guy in that he was like, oh, I want you to train people. I want you to go for management positions. And I was like, but then there was people I knew that had been working there for years and couldn't sell you a telephone. So, I mean, like, they were looking at me in a weird way. But, you know, for some people, I think it is, like you like said, we artists, you know, you could work mediocre, mediocrely, but then your jobs will all be mediocre. So, like, if you want to work on Star Wars, for instance, or you want to work at Lucasfilm, then, yeah, you need to be the top salesman, right? You need to be the guy that's pushing out the yeah. amazing stuff. And so I think there is room for people who want to maybe be an artist, but know within the bounds of, like, working in AAA. But then if you know him and for that can at least goalpost then it sometimes can be difficult to wade through the industry you know at the lower levels but that's just my take on it i don't know if that applies to art as well as as, as sales but um but yeah i think it's interesting to look at it like that hmm. yeah definitely yeah so i mean looking forward now i mean you've done i'm trying to think because you left lucasfilm That was a while back now, right? That was I can't I don't know specifically, but was that a Long couple back. of years back? 2000, yeah. 2012, I think. Right. Okay. So yeah. So an uh, instance, you know, you've been freelance for, for for nearly nearly a decade or something going on that. But um, is that something you might be looking on? Is it maybe the fact that I'm trying to think of this? I'm I'm not trying to therapeutically solve you here, uh, Jan. But uh, <laughs> please, is it? <laughs> I know this is what's turned into this. See, I just I make this. I've been told by everybody in my life that I make them feel at ease sometimes. But so this must be what it is. I put it ease. You're just you're letting it all out, dude. You're just you're spilling it all out in the on the podcast. But um, is it maybe something that you want to go back and work in a a studio setting because then the pressure then is off of the consistency of work? Because I do I have met people who get burnt out in studios to so go freelance, but then also get burnt out in freelance to so go yeah, back exactly. in studios. So is that something you're thinking about, or I mean, I've again it's it's like it's like a up and down up and down like there's times i really hate freelance there's times i love it right it, yeah. it's really the one thing i would say that i'm i'm not looking for anything in particular i'm really enjoying i think i'm i'm unconsciously enjoying the benefits of freelance of of being at home and being mm -hmm. able to to bring my kids to school and pick them up have lunch with them um right play with them whenever i want go out for go out for a run at 3 p.m and all these kind right. of things i could not do like i don't miss like commuting like at all right but oh, yeah. what i would always what I, would, what i always say is that i'm never i'm never um uh, i would i would never say no to an opportunity so i had plenty right. of of um requests and 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 interviews with uh, studio jobs and everything and i don't know it never it felt like it never made made sense with that particular company or um with that particular job um mm. i think it, it kind of contributes also that I'm, i'm i'm living in singapore and there's really not not much of an industry i was going to say yeah, it would be different yes. across the area so th there's no temptation to be honest um of, of yeah. like oh i want to really work for them um i think also one of the things that kind of keeps me from from doing that is that i don't have that intense desire to work on like some big franchise or whatever right right so may maybe now all the people strike me off their lists i don't know <laughs> i don't care yeah no but i was going to say i mean maybe it's even a thing where you know i think the thing i've found especially because people sometimes get put off by studios as maybe their first job maybe they work somewhere horrible right and that's their only experience of, mm -hmm. of the industry is that horrible studio but i think finding a studio that fits your dimensions is one of the hardest things to find but when you oh, do yeah, yeah. 
almost is like the light switch, you know what I mean? I think, again, people I know who have worked at Axis here in Glasgow, you know, Mm. the studio is kind of 10 in the morning until 6 at night. And that specifically is that they don't work past six usually, you know, they don't work weekends. So that's more because they know a lot of the people who work there have families. So they want them to be able to drop their kids off in the morning and be able to go home at night and no worry about having to come back into the office. So in essence, I think that's why so many people go back because they love that culture. You know, it's a very well. I mean, in the end, in the end, what you want is 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 nice people to work with, right? I mean that that's also what puts the the certain freelance jobs apart from others, right? That you you have a team of people or you have a really really nice um art director or whatever that um you work with and i mean i i had i had jobs on both spectrums right i had completely awful experiences and and mm-hmm. i also had the opposite of fantastic experiences and those those people become your close friends right and and you so you 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 might not actually work together again but you you become like friends for for many 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 years right and and right that's that's also also a nice thing right and yeah in the end if i mean if you have a if you have a if you found a company and you love the team you love the people and it makes you happier than anything to work with these people then that's Mm -hmm. that's really great right um yeah i mean i I have have, i have never had that um i'm maybe maybe in the future there will be something but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not actively looking for it. If something happens, then it happens. If not, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not waiting for anything to happen. I'm always. I'm always gonna be, um, doing my own thing, right? Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely a, there's merit in having your own statutory part of the world that you call home. And I think, especially with Singapore, you know, there's guys I know in Malaysia, you know, like uh, Jared Sang, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of those guys who are, who are doing stuff, and it's their own you know their own thing they work for people freelance they, they have their own place in the world and oh, you know him. Wanna... yeah yeah we interviewed him uh he was about five episodes previously but he was on um and then straight after we interviewed him we done the whole batman design thing and right and um, blew, blew up again online but yeah but gerald but you know gerald like he has his own corner of the world where he works from and he's got a team with him but yep. you know he essentially just does his own thing and, and doesn't really have to be connected to the other parts of the world he's happy with what he's doing and you know like you said if you're if you're content with your work if you're happy with the people you're working with then you don't really have to go out and be like oh, i want to go i need to go work at blizzard by next year or i need to be working in you know la on this massive franchise by the time i'm this age or i'm a failure you know like if you feel like you're doing enough then it, that's enough it, it, it's it's a hard decision to make though it's not something that you that you just easily decide on okay this is what i'm going to do right because yeah if 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 you want to if you want to focus on your stuff you can't do the other stuff if you if you focus on getting into a, a studio in la then you can't do your then you can't do something else so right if if you pursue something you you need to be very conscious about all the other things that you can't pursue I'm missing out on that yeah, yeah. and i mean you I mean, artists, like when I look at shit, I'm always like, oh, I wish I would have worked on that. I wish I would have done that. Oh, I really want to do this. Oh, I really want to do right. that. But then I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something that should be far more important to me. So yeah. I, I have to say no to all this other stuff. Um, and it's, it's a very hard decision. It's a very hard decision because you constantly yeah. like, you can't like, especially if you're by yourself, if you want, yeah. if you want to do things by yourself, if you want to, do your own projects big, mm-hmm. big or small you you will have to deal with in, in just intense amount of self-doubt on a daily basis and yeah. it's, it's really really harsh right if you if you like basically like a, i don't know if you if you work in a 300 or 500 like people company and mm-hmm. you do your job day in day out then i think you you can you can um you don't even have you you're not really responsible for like how do i say like of course you are part of the machine you 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 help build that game but um right. your individual effort is i mean honestly like it's exchangeable it's negligible right you uh, yeah. it, it's they can get somebody else to do your job right um yeah. but if you do if you if you do your own stuff um that you, only you can do that mm-hmm. you are solely responsible 
for, for mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and you can't, you can't be replaced because nobody else is going to do it the way that you do when you put your name on it and your branding and, and you push it out to the world right and yeah. man it's like it's like a con- constant roller coaster I'm like what am I doing it's just like nobody will buy this this is shit will read this and seriously on a, on a daily basis there's not a sick such a cheery conversation I've had with you and this has been great honestly <laughs> I mean, it's it's harsh, right? And it doesn't get any easier, right? Not even no, like, I know you mean, man. Yeah. After even even after doing it, like even after doing it for years, you're still like every time you're like, well, what am I like? Why? Like this makes no sense whatsoever. Like why am I wasting my time? And like, and then I don't know. You you need to find a strategy of how you can shut that voice up because it's it's the, yeah. that voice is just going to keep you from from doing something, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, for me, it's like. I know a lot of friends who who sit on an amazing amount of work and they they right. they never release it they, because they want it to be perfect and completely hundred percent aligned with their vision and they just end up hoarding it on their hard drive and never doing anything yeah. with it. and i mean i can I can understand that and to a certain degree I envy that that pride they have in their work. Mm-hmm. Um, that they want it to be as as good as it can be, whereas I'm just like I just just upload it. It's like fuck it. It's like twelve. Yeah. It, it's midnight. I want to go to bed. I just upload it and like be done yeah. with it. Even though I know it's not as good as it can be, uh, mm. but I'm like it's, it is what it is. Like I think it comes comes from like the whole production mindset that it's like okay, like you have to hand it in at the end of the day, and then. It is what it is, and just move on. Do do something. Do something better tomorrow. Um, yeah, and that's kind of my my approach. I mean, it's 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 maybe not maybe it's not the right approach. I don't know. Like I don't know if there's a right approach, right? I mean, some, but it's the right approach for you. I think is what is important. Yeah, yeah for you as an individual. And yeah. I, it can't even be a recommendation that I say like, oh, everybody has to operate that way, right? You don't have to. Like some people just like. I mean, I almost post shit daily on, on social media. I mean, I, I don't know. Do I have to? Do I not? Like, I don't know. Mm. I, I just do it. And then there's other people who upload like one image like every two months. And like, right. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, they, they like doing that, right? I mean, like, I don't know which one is the better strategy. Is there a strategy? What does it matter? It doesn't, doesn't matter at all. It's like, I think that I think the key for a lot of the things I've found, especially over my little time on this, on this, block in this industry i think yeah. and even you know i've not had a, a proper full-time job yet so i can't really speak but for what i've learned for the last couple of years is that when i talked about earlier about shutting my head out of the industry i think sometimes that's what you need to do and you talked about not even going to an art station i think that's almost a great thing you can do because the more you look at other people's work and compare yourself to other mm-hmm. people then the less you will focus on your individual needs and you think that i need to be posting like this person or putting mm-hmm. this yeah. tutorials out like this person you just do whatever you feel is best for you you know and i feel like a lot of the guys sometimes i speak to her in the production mindset you are where you're using like almost 100 percent 3d is that you lose a bit of your creativity i think because you know like take tb choy for instance right as a name that we've used a couple times in the podcast but you know she has a merit in her own as an artist and is almost an invaluable asset because you know like almost nobody can draw like her you know or close to what she's doing so there's merit in her work she's an individual she you know you couldn't really buy and sell her easily because mm. you know she has such a unique voice but then with people who use 3d in production and do stuff for like star wars and marvel stuff you know a lot of this concepts will look similar will look kind of the same mm. because you use similar production methods so mm. i think sometimes you feel like you lose the individualism in that process because you're such a, it's a group mentality yeah, when it comes to maybe yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So maybe you just need to draw, yeah, and that's maybe what it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 I, I don't have any nostalgia towards drawing, to be honest. Um, yeah. So or painting, or I mean, or sculpting. It might, you know, for you might even just be picking up a, a pound of clay and doing something. But it. It, sometimes it's like it's no good to be that thing. But then there maybe is something that you're missing out of your your routine. Something that you can take away and do just for yourself. You don't have to post it. You don't have to be, you know, putting on Instagram. You know, literally sculpt something for yourself and you don't have to show anybody um, or do whatever. But then, like, yeah, I think maybe that is something that might make you feel more injected into your work if you're having something that is just for you outside of that. So my, my tool of my tool of choice is the camera. That's what, what I do. 
Well, photography, yeah, that's yeah. exactly, that's an art in itself. So yeah, like if, if you're out taking reference photos or you're out taking, you know, whatever, then sure. I mean, I, I do it occasionally. I took some pictures of castles here in Scotland, but I mean, if you do stuff like that and it's just for you, then yeah, like if that's, that's maybe something that you could also build, maybe not a career on, but more build a following on or build your own little separate account. Don't even call it your name and make it something just for you privately or call it whatever, but you know, don't have it linked directly to you, but you know, have like an outlet that is something that's not production. Um, just my two cents, but I, yeah, I yeah, don't know. Who knows? I mean, that's that's the that's the theory of it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's something that's just for you, and it's not for everybody. So yeah. Um. So in essence, I mean, I, I think we've kind of came to to the end of this particular episode, but I mean, I definitely think we could dive into more on on different subjects that sure. you've been involved in. Sure. Um. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot to unpack there. I definitely feel like. This has been one of the more unique voices we've had in the podcast. <laughs> the, 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 but then it's good, right? Because then I, I think when everybody's the same, when all you constantly hear is like these, like, you, you know, you'd say the quote unquote superstars, the heroes of the industry, then it gets to a point where kids will try to relate to that and think that's the norm, right? That's what everybody's like in the industry. But then you want to have people that are also, you know, maybe not particularly happy what they're doing or maybe think differently or don't really want to use work outside of their, their personal life. So, everybody's a mixed bag right so i think it's good to get all voices on and hear everybody's opinion yeah so um yeah so again you guys uh thanks for listening thanks for tuning in and listen to myself and yan speak um i'll leave all yan's uh, details below um on social media and some routes to into his his tutorial stuff um if you have any questions or any comments make sure you leave them down below um yan will try and get back to you he also has a youtube channel where he posts um, tutorials and, and videos from his production side of work um, his art station and that will also be there um, thanks again to Jan for giving up his time and coming on welcome it was, it was a pleasure yeah it was an awesome talk yeah and I really really enjoyed it <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah uh, thanks again guys for tuning in and uh, uh, again um, check us out on YouTube uh, most podcast services were, were everywhere at this point and if you have any suggestions for future guests or things you want to hear, just post them up and I'll hear them. We also have a Discord just now if people want to come on. Uh, we've got an active community of about 100 people who post work and give feedback. So if you want to join us as well on that, that's there down below as well. And uh, and yeah, that's really it. Uh, thanks again, Jan. Thanks again to you guys for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you guys later. Bye.